And uh, here's a headline from Politico about the Biden administration's uh, response to all of this. Politico says, Biden administration officials are drawing up plans for the U.S. to respond to what they're increasingly concerned could expand from a war in Gaza to a wider protracted regional conflict. So no talk about diplomacy negotiations with Hamas uh, ending this genocidal rampage, just responding to threats that they've created themselves and are continuing to fuel. Well, and they Blinken explicitly endorsed Israel's delusional, maximalist, insane goal of eradicating Hamas again and again and again. And then this week, we finally saw John Kirby, White House spokesman, pull back and declare that the ideology of Hamas cannot be defeated. Um, so this is a major strategic defeat for Israel. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it is the their key military objective has been canceled by the White House. But the White House isn't, as far as we know, doing any diplomacy towards a ceasefire, towards getting the Israeli captives out. If they're no, recognizing no. Hamas is going to be a part of something, what and 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 they're declaring that Gaza must be ruled by the a Palestinian Authority, which also controls the West Bank, but that Hamas's ideology can't be defeated. What is the logical outcome supposed to be, other than a ceasefire and Hamas participating in some kind of coalition? They just can't seem to come to that conclusion openly. And meanwhile, Israel's putting forward this demented. A nakedly colonial plan of working with local clans in Gaza that are known to Israel's intelligence forces. In, order, in other words, uh, local collaborators. Um, I, I think in southern Gaza, there was like a, the Dagmash family or some gun runners that were said to be, uh, you know, kind of collaborators and Hamas stamped them out. So they want to bring back these kind of corrupt families. They tried the same thing in southern Lebanon when Ariel Sharon first invaded Lebanon. He tried to set up these kind of, uh, you know, local villages systems uh, with local collaborators. And it, it was a total failure. Israel's never been able to, to succeed uh, with these hackneyed colonial, you know, Britain and India type plans. And uh, so... Biden is and what and Biden's putting forward nothing. They're putting forward nothing. They're they're allowing everyone to fall off the escalation ladder into regional war, and this will ultimately be their fault. It will be one of the biggest failures of diplomacy in our lifetime. Let's listen to the uh, Israeli ambassador to the UK talking about uh, Israel's plans for Gaza and Israel's tactics in Gaza and targets in Gaza. Those areas must be destroyed. And one of the things we expose to the world <coughs> after getting into um, the areas in Gaza that we try to find all those tunnels and underground metro city that Hamas has built, thanks to this great support of Iran, Qatar, the international community, generosity, everything turned to be this horrible terror city. One of the things we realized that every school, every mosque, every second house has an access to tunnel. So this is, and, and of course, ammunition. That's an argument for every school of Gaza, every single building in it. So do you have another solution how to destroy the underground tunnel city, that this is the place where the terrorists hide, where they have all their ammunition, and this is the rockets that are still fired on Israeli cities? 
So that's their excuse for destroying every school, every second house and every mosque is that they all have tunnels under them, which, I mean, they also use this talking point, like why doesn't Hamas build bomb, bomb, uh, bomb shelters? But I mean, she's openly, do you have another solution other than our final solution? Yeah, They're exactly. openly acknowledging bombing schools, every second house and mosques. It's right there. Intent to commit genocide. The, these are the quotes that are featured prominently in South Africa's meticulously detailed 84-page filing before the International Court of Justice. Um, and we also have Israeli officials, a member of Knesset, for example, calling for the starvation of Gaza's citizens in order to weaken, politically weaken them and allow Israel to recruit collaborators. I don't know if we can get that one up there. Yes, we can. Yeah, this is another class. I mean, people uh, should read if they can, if they have the time, that South African submission. There's particularly this nine-page section. I think it's page starts on page 59, where they just collect all the genocidal statements of Israeli officials. And it goes on and on and on. They're all in one place. And it's page after page of just unhinged barbarism. I mean, these are, I mean, Zionazi is a completely fair term um to describe these people because it's 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 nazi talk and here's here's just one example of that this is um an israeli member of parliament we'll have to translate this for the israeli government if you decide to end the siege and to break the siege put her voice on a little bit it, it okay. will be in my opinion a terrible decision because without hunger and thirst among the gaza population we will not be able to recruit collaborators. We will not be able to recruit intelligence. We will not be able to bribe people with food, with drink, with medicine in order to achieve intelligence. And we know that finding the hostages is super is a super important goal of the war. So if you broke the siege, don't give up and tell us. Biden, no, you need to explain your position. So, so yeah, there and that and now. How much of Gaza's population is has and this? This was a speech in October, by the way. I think something like eighty-five percent of Gaza's population has reported going at least one day without a meal, or regularly going without meals. Well, here's somebody, a top official with the World Food Program, who recently spoke to the New Yorker. He reports this that uh, eighty percent of the people, or four out of five people in famine or a catastrophic type of hunger are in Gaza right now. So all around the world, 80% of the people experiencing famine or catastrophic hunger are in Gaza, this tiny besieged death camp. And, and Israeli officials are, are stating that this is no accident, that this is yeah. a deliberate policy yeah. of political warfare. And the Biden administration knows this. It was recently reported in, in the New York Times that Netanyahu, when he agreed to allow some aid, a trickle of aid into Gaza, he did that as a condition for Biden coming to visit him. So because Netanyahu could extract the political benefit of getting Biden to come and bless his extermination campaign and give him the PR of a personal presidential visit, in exchange, Netanyahu allowed a trickle of humanitarian aid into Gaza. So the Biden administration takes for granted that Netanyahu has the right to cut off Gaza 
uh, and only relent like slightly if he can extract a political benefit for a, a political benefit for it to help out his genocidal military campaign against Gaza. And just a quick word on Sipi Hotavelli. I mean, I know there's a UN exception for uh, people who are, you know, officially registered as diplomats. But our contributor, who's a UK citizen, Kit Clarenberg, is barely even welcome in his own country for exposing the illegal intelligence intrigues of Britain's secret state at the Grey Zone. I mean, he was detained, interrogated, threatened. There's still an open file on him. He was asked about me. I'm not sure if I'm welcome in the UK because of our reporting, our factual reporting. But a genocidal maniac who openly declares intention to commit genocide on British airwaves is welcome there. And the other woman we heard from, go ahead, Aaron. Well, I was going to say, if his majesty's government does not welcome me, I'm going to be personally offended because I'm a member of the Commonwealth. Uh, you know, I'm from Canada. So I hope uh, that my gray zone affiliation does not prevent me from visiting his majesty's territory. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you should get Israeli citizenship first. <laughs> then the, the other woman is, um, what's her name? Tali Gottlieb. She's a Likud lawmaker. This is Netanyahu's party. This is the leading party in Israel. So, you know, you have the Biden administration, the State Department officially condemning Itamar Ben-Gvir and Bezalel Smotrich from more minor Kahanist parties because they've called for ethnically cleansing Gaza, for putting pressure on Arab countries to accept the voluntary migration of hundreds of thousands of people from Gaza. That's Netanyahu's policy. They're condemning the accessories to the crime that was conceived at the top. And by the way, Biden originally supported a quote unquote humanitarian corridor to Egypt. Uh, what's the U.S. doing to push Israel to let more aid in? The best they've done is to, uh, you know, demand some opening of the corridor at Karim Shalom inside Israel, which is one of the only places where trucks can be scanned. Uh, but Israel continues to take the anesthetics out of trucks. Over a thousand children have had limbs amputated in Gaza without anesthetic. I mean, this is the U.S. knows exactly what's going on and they know exactly what they're getting into. And for and John Kirby to dismiss the genocide filing by South Africa as just absolutely he called it baseless. It's baseless. In other words, there is no basis, meaning there isn't intent to genocide being taking place. They're just pretending publicly this isn't happening and the Israelis are putting it in our face. They're doing it on TikTok. They're doing it on social media broadcasting their war crimes, broadcasting their genocidal fury. They're proud of it. They want us to see it. They want to tell us that this is who they are. And the Biden administration is pretending like we don't know. Let's show John Kirby's comments very, very quickly. The South Africa's Israel says that this is blood libel. Does Washington- Blood libel. Where does this put Washington and Pretoria in find this uh, submission meritless, counterproductive, and uh, completely without any basis in fact whatsoever? Okay, so so we just heard John Kirby say this is meritless, there's no basis in fact. Then this comes out right after Kirby says this. 
from Politico, the Biden administration acknowledged it conducted no formal assessment of whether Israel is violating international humanitarian law and its war against Hamas, fueling intense criticism as President Biden shows no signs of wanting to change approach. So South Africa files this, I think, 84-page document, heavily detailed, very factual, very scholarly, citing the applicable uh, uh, provisions of the Genocide Convention to accuse Israel of genocide and documenting it in meticulous detail, the war crimes Israel is committing and the genocidal intent of its officials. Kirby says there's no basis, in fact, for any of this, but then they admit they're not conducting an assessment of their own to look into the yeah. factual basis for any of this. Because, of course, they can't look because anybody looking at this for a moment has to conclude what is obvious and what South Africa concluded, that Israel is seeking the physical destruction of the people of Gaza. That's the term used by South Africa, the physical destruction. And that's exactly what is going on. Yeah. I mean, you have the population of the southern city of Rafa, which I've been there, I've been to its outskirts. Um, it's already kind of an overwhelmed city and its outskirts are rural and they're essentially desert, has increased by over 1 million in the past month. I mean, just imagine your hometown increasing, its population increasing by 1 million. You've been under siege for 15 years and now fuel, water, food is being heavily limited, if not blocked, along with medicine and so on. That's what's happening. And the Biden administration, the State Department people whose job it is to conduct these kinds of assessments on whether war crimes are being committed, um, humanitarian conditions, they're essentially being told to go do something else. Go work on the Uyghurs. <laughs> go work on uh, Tibet. Go 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 work on, um, I don't know, you know, Nick, the, the Nicaraguan regime. They're basically being told by Tony Blinken not to do their job. And we've only seen one resignation from the State Department, Josh Paul, who has been courageous. Uh, we just saw the first Arab American, a Palestinian American, resign from the Education Department over Biden's policy. We are hearing news of many campaign volunteers quitting the Biden 2024 campaign in disgust over this. Uh, Low-level campaign staffers, I don't know if this is happening, but this is being reported. But basically, one State Department staffer has resigned, only one, and they're being told not to do their job. This really just speaks to the cravenness of the people working in the Foreign Service and at Foggy Bottom, um, that they can tolerate a policy like this. And how did the U.S. come to its conclusion about Israel not, not only not committing a genocide, but not even violating a humanitarian law? This is from the political article. The U.S. came to that conclusion in part after looking at press reports and conversations with Israeli officials about their military operations. Nice. So because no Israeli official admitted to them outright that they're committing war crimes uh, and because some press reports didn't show any evidence of war crimes, and that's enough for the U.S. to determine that uh, Israel is, is scot-free. Everything's fine. Of course, there's no way... Uh, that you can look at any honest press report and not conclude that this is a genocide. So I'm they, assuming maybe they read like, I don't know, op-eds by Thomas Friedman or, or some, or, you know, or the typical whitewash stuff in the New York times, which is based on the uh, phony claims that are laundered to the times by us intelligence. So like, it's like a circular loop, but that's the basis for this us uh, assessment. 
press reports and talking to Israeli officials. And certainly not talking to the Israeli officials who are openly saying we want to commit ethnic cleansing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, uh, look at Israeli social media, I guess they're not watching that, watching the soldiers in the field showing the systematic targeting of civilian sites and civilians. They're not listening to Palestinians providing evidence of it or Palestinian journalists. I guess they're reading like the Washington Post or the New York Times. They're in the New York Times subscriber class.